Welcome to Shortcut Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for what what, what is this your podcast for? December eleventh, twenty twenty two. I had to switch over there. Uh the third Sunday of Advent in year A. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, how are you today? I'm doing great. Excellent. None of my football teams are any good this year, so I didn't care about the various championship games that were played <laughs> this past weekend. You didn't care about the Purdue Michigan game. I like there are things I like about both schools, um, both uh, both teams. Yeah, don't add us. Don't add us. Yeah. You know, Ohio State fans, and I don't know who's who's Purdue's big rival. IU. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's shameful. You from, didn't know that. I'm not originally <laughs> from here. I don't know. Y'all are weird. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but, uh, and I had the joy, speaking of not being from here, being from California, of USC losing uh, oh, Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a UCLA um, guy? Or? I'm a UC Berkeley guy. UC Berkeley. And So you're not in the conversation? So not in the conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> it's the old thing of, yeah, my favorite team is Cal. My second favorite team is anyone who's playing USC. Anyone who, yeah, anyone who beats or can, can beat uh, this team. Yeah. Yep. No, I got you. Yeah, we are we are full in the mix of sport uh, as well as uh, Advent. Uh, um, yes. A lot of you know basketball's going and hockey's going and we got World Cup soccer going on and you know the only sport that's not not uh, not active right now is baseball. Except baseball is in the free agency signing period, so the, Ooh, yeah. the hot stove league, as they call it, the rumor mill is yeah. hot and heavy. So uh, so. Things to look forward to uh, all throughout, but but yeah, as far as things around the church to look forward to, we got uh, we got a number of things going on uh, at the church. Uh, you know, like Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> a lot of Christmas prep. We've got the um, uh, I know that we've got the greening of the church coming up on the 18th, so yep. uh, make sure that it's on your calendars here for. It's a blast, uh, um, and you get fed free spaghetti, right? Yeah. And and garlic bread galore, as as, galore. as always goes with free spaghetti. Yes. Uh, so well, not always with free spaghetti. <laughs> well, I, I should put, well, around here. <laughs> yes, around, around here. here it does. Yeah. Uh, uh, we wouldn't dare not. Um, but uh, but yeah, we've got the greening of the church on the 18th. We've got uh, do we have like a Bible study thing coming up? What? Do we? <laughs> What else do we got? That's the way I should have phrased it. What else do we have on the uh, uh, on the uh, the old calendar here coming up? Um, not actually, it's slowing down in terms of the Christmas focus. Okay, is making groups say, "Yeah, we'll meet next year," uh, <laughs> which is always fun to say. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah. So I think the main thing is. Living out Advent faithfully mm-hmm. and oh, faithfully. Oh, yeah, that makes it hard. Oh, I gotta go back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if hold, only you could have the, hold, those weeks back <laughs> and calming down, centering down, being ready for the coming of Christ into our lives in a new way mm-hmm. at Christmas. Okay, well, very good. Well, uh, just in case there is anything that we're missing, because I'm sure. Sh- I know there's a lot of stuff that's going. Oh, oh, oh! I know one of the things uh, that I did want to say. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the. If you picked up uh, uh, oh, either yeah. in person or online uh, a gift for the angel tree, it is due this Sunday. Right. Uh, so, uh, um, it, not that if you know, just things don't align and you can't quite get it here. Uh, I'm sure we'll find figure out a way to 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 work things out. But we do re- request that those items be back. Uh, in time for this Sunday, they get blessed and then they get packaged up and and, and delivered. I think the next day on, on and, Monday. Yeah, because what we're dealing, what our constraints are, is that we are giving the angel tree gifts to um, students of Fisher's Elementary School mm-hmm. who are in need, and therefore we are have, we're reliant on the school schedule, not the right. church schedule. Right, right, right. And the school lets out soon. They're kind of doing their wrapping up parties, you know, classroom parties and stuff this coming week. Yeah. And so the school needs them in order to have plenty of time to get them to the families. Right. So yeah, if you're if you're looking if you're listening to this podcast and you've got an angel tree gift and you're looking at your schedule and realizing that there's a there's a difficulty, contact the, uh, the us uh, here at the church. Yeah. 
uh, and we'll figure out a, a, a method of delivery yeah. uh, in order to get it done. Uh, but otherwise, we'll we'll be blessing all those uh, all those items uh, and gifts uh, um, on so this coming Sunday, right. uh, the eleventh. So that'll be awesome. That'll Quite be really so cool. Um, so um, with nothing else at this. Point at this at this time we'll move on to uh, this day in church history. Let's which, hear who died. <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say you thought there were none. <laughs> there's, yeah, no, all right, three of these are. Um, uh, it, it's actually a, a fairly light day in church history. Uh, in that usually I have to either skip a few or we prepare for a decent uh, number. We barely uh, spill over into a second page uh, uh, for December 11th. Uh, huh. So uh, our first date of note that we that, that we're aware of goes back to 1520 when Martin Luther says that no man can be saved unless he renounces the rule of the Pope. Yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> I mean, we don't follow the Pope, but right, 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 we right, do right, recognize right. We're, we're, yeah, the salvation of other Christian denominations, including them. Yeah, so Martin Luther putting God in a the box there. Uh, uh -huh. Shame, shame. His box. His box. His own box. Yeah. Since the unspoken Which, part you know, is you got to be a Protestant. We, 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 uh, we, we shame our fingers towards him. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we do this too. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not all named Martin Luther, so... <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, um, not to say... I, I'm trying to think 1520 around who would be pope at the time uh, it might this might also carry with it uh, a, a a particular the uh, man rather than this the role. pope like uh, you know what i mean not, not just maybe uh, the the structure uh, yeah. of, of it uh, and and kind of a, a chastisement uh, uh, there but yeah, it's possible. Have, very might have been possible. Uh, we had a few of those over the yeah. years um, uh, of uh, like, oh, yeah, but this guy in particular, um, we need to say no. Mm -hmm. We need to say no thank you to. Um, so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's our first one, 1520. Uh, there, uh, Martin Luther says that no man can be saved unless he renounces the Pope. Uh, I well, seem to remember Christ saying something different, but, you know. <laughs> well, he didn't talk about the Pope. One thing I, to reinforce your possibility is this is around the time when the Spanish Inquisition was firing up. Um, and so perhaps Martin Luther was referring to the various, you know, almost criminal. Well, yeah, I think it was criminal uh, activities against people who the Roman Catholic church was not help, happy with, including murders. Mm -hmm. So it, it, mm -hmm. hopefully it came from that rather than just, He's wrong. We're right. <laughs> That'd be bad. Yeah. But also pl pl plausible. Yes, plausible. but also plausible. Um, a lot of that going around. A lot of that going around. Good thing we've, you know, we've, we've bettered ourselves and we don't do that anymore at all. Well, at least in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, 1825, Samuel Crowther is uh, baptized at the age of 16. Uh, recently a slave, he will become the first Anglican Pope or sorry, Anglican bishop. I just have Pope on the brain. Yeah, uh, he'll become the first Anglican bishop of West Africa. Oh, cool. So, uh, eighteen ninety-seven. Here's where we get to our killings. Uh, <laughs> Anglican missionary George Pilkin. Sorry, this is the most British. George Pilkington, uh, cooperating with British troops in Uganda, is killed. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, 1905, Methodist leader, ooh, this is an interesting first name, Reverdy, R-E-V-E-R-D-Y, Reverdy, huh. uh, Reverdy C. Ransom, you talk about an early 1900s wow. kind of sounding name, Reverdy C. Ransom becomes the first African American to give an address at uh, Faneuil Hall in Boston, Massachusetts, marking the celebration of the William Lloyd Garrison Centennial. Neat. Yeah. But yeah, what a what a cool name. Yeah, that is a cool say Ransom at your service. <laughs> My call. <laughs> Can I have one too? That's <laughs> a great name. Uh, so RCR there. Um, uh, 1910, we see the death of Lars Olsen. Oh, I'm going to butcher his last uh, very Norwegian name. Skrefsrund. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let me spell this for you so you at home can like put this image in your head and you can judge me for my pronunciation. But it's S K R E F S R U D. Screfsred. I think if you add one more syllable, you'll have it. Screfsred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you just throw a mumble in there. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we see uh, Lars here, uh, a famous Norwegian missionary. Uh, uh, pass away in 1910. Once a thief, he had been converted to faith in Christ. In India, he had translated the Bible into the Santal language and produced a hymnal using native tunes. Oh, good for him. He wrote textbooks, published a book of traditional Santal myths, founded schools that taught uh, farming, animal care, and carpentry. He sought to establish a church uh, the the Santalese could run themselves, uh, and by his death, there were 15,000 or more Santal Christians. Wow. Yeah. Good Norwegians. Right. Speaking as a bad Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Skreffers is right. Norwegian is one of those I remember. My he mom, and, he my, and Reverdy should uh, have a conversation. <laughs> I remember my mom saying, it's so easy. You, it's... You just say it as it sounds, as it reads. As it reads. And like, this is no, not a word. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you, but the, the, you, this does not read. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, 1920, the Soviets cut to pieces. Wait. Ooh, what, what, it, oh, 1920. 1920. Okay. Uh, the imagery here. Uh, Soviets cut to pieces Russian Orthodox deacon Konstantin Zeverev uh, with sabers because he stands up in defense of a priest. Yikes! Cut to, literally cut to ribbons is is the is the entry here. Um, oh my! <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. This is definitely the silver lining in an extreme. At least sabers tended to be sharp. Yeah, that's. <laughs> So you know, it's a very strange silver lining that you just. Uh, well, I'm just saying there. one or two cuts and he's dead. The rest of it's gotcha, gotcha. Decoration. Not not death by a thousand cuts, right? But one or two big ones and everyone then still, wants to still. Uh, uh, no, no disrespect, uh, Mr. Priest. Uh, <laughs> I reserve the right to make a decision on the moment. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> You, you can keep saying ouch for yeah. as long as you defense, want. Defense, defense of a priest depends on what you do and say. Uh, <laughs> you're the guy you say was. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. We'll see. Father, you're the one who said it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Look, hey, Bruce, they're very sharp. They're very sharp sabers. You said you kind of. <laughs> That's a fair cop. <laughs> Not to imply that anyone would deserve such a thing, but it does, you know, as you just pointed out, sabers are sharp, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, um, Test the theory, but uh, and and that is why you have deacons, uh, <laughs> so that uh, such a deacon like Constantine Zebrev uh, can uh, can stand up for you. Um, uh, which you know, taking out the sabers and the killing. Uh, is true. <laughs> that can be one of the benefits of having a deacon. Yeah. Uh, 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 I've, I've known a few deacons in my time, and they 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 took a couple of blows for the <laughs> figuratively speaking. Figure, yeah, figuratively or verbally <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, on behalf of the priest, and God bless him for doing so, um, because. Then it would follow the senior warden to stand up for you. you, you as, a, as evidence before, uh, I'm a bit of a flake. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, let's. Uh, that's it. That, that is. That, oh. Those are all our entries. Sabers. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Saber, sabers and uh, uh, Reverdy C. Ransoms. Um, uh, Man, I'm never not going to get over that name. What a cool name. Why should you? Um, uh, so let's move on to our readings for the week. Um, in tradition of the, uh, the the past two weeks of Advent, uh, we start here in Isaiah, yeah. uh, just a little further on down the road. In uh, chapter 35, verses 1 through 10, and it reads, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with singing. Uh, sorry, with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon 
shall be given to it the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the majesty of our God. Strengthen, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance and terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. And the haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. I should have read that last part differently. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Pause for dramatic effect. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. That's right. Yeah. Um, first, uh, where we've talked many, many times about uh, the... Uh, three writers of Isaiah. Where are we in that one first writer to second writer? Are we tail end of the first, beginning of the second? Um, mid of the second? I think we're in the middle. I mean, the mid. I think we're in the second. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. And near, medium near the end of the second. Okay, okay. Uh, thirds on the horizon. Gotcha. Uh, this reads a little bit like last week's uh, Isaiah reading. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, these things shall happen and, and uh, um, a lot of imagery uh, being um, uh, written down here. Um, and with that, a, a, a little bit of that same... Um, it's not what, you know, not, not a phrase that you would expect. Uh, lame, leaping like a deer, uh, tongue of, of speechless, being able to sing for joy, um, waters coming out of the, uh, the wilderness. But it doesn't have quite the same, the same feel as last week's reading. It has a little bit more of a, uh, um, the, the, the level of danger to last week's reading is very prominent. Uh, this one is, yeah. is just more like, Oh, weird. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 you know, freaky dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the burning sands shall become a pool and well, like, Oh, that's unexpected. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause these are all good things mm -hmm. and prosperity and health and like yeah. all this imagery. Whereas before it was like, don't let a child play next to a, you know, an asp. That's well, no, actually, that was okay too, but <laughs> but only if it was the child. Yeah, the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this this reading is actually some parts of it actually reverse what prior chapters of Isaiah said was going to happen. Okay, I mean, okay, in the in the sense that yeah, that happened, and now it's being restored sometimes to even better than it was before but certainly being filled with the life of god and the life of, of a restored israel gotcha so yeah the first isaiah is a tale of you guys are screwing up yeah woe is about to befall us and bad things are going to happen second isaiah is I told you <laughs> they did happen. And now, now and, I'm telling you tales of, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. Tales of hope. We're going to return. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to return home. Things will be restored to their, to, to, to normal and maybe, and, and, and even better, you know, and, 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 and promising a, a brighter future. Yeah. And part of that is, now, because the return takes place after about 60 years. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's people have been in Babylonia long enough, even though they were enslaved, that they've built lives there. Yeah. And so part of second Isaiah and third Isaiah is selling them on the idea of going yeah. back to the room. Yeah. Convincing them that like, oh, this is what we should do. This is what God wants us to do, you and, know, and this is what God will do. In, yeah. You know, the, God's part of the bargain is those places that had suffered drought are going to have all the moisture they need. The uh, people who were injured will be healed. Um, you know, all, all good things will be happening, mm. um, particularly to reverse the bad things that happen. So essentially, is this uh, is this section of writing a sales pitch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Among other things. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of it's also praising God in anticipation. Sure, Prophe maybe prof some prophecies fulfillment kind of a kind of <laughs> kind of a feel. <laughs> I don't know why that the way you said it struck me as very funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm a very funny person. Yeah, you yeah, just assumed. I'd like uh, to not three three prophecy fulfilled. Mm -hmm. uh, let me, just a second, so we'll get that to you. Um, <laughs> It's more... Hurry up, Remedy. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> Remedy C. Ransom. <laughs> but now it's got a saber. Uh, you promised me prophecy, Remedy. <laughs> so, it's... As, you know, as God does great things, if you have your eyes opened, you'll be able to perceive that. Okay. If you're going to stay cynical, you'll just say... Oh well, yeah, you know, it, the injury wore off. He's fine now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and well, yeah, of course, the seasons are better now. So the land, of course, is fertile once again. That just is what happens. Hmm. Whereas this is putting a claim by God that this is intentional as part of the welcoming back of God's chosen people. Okay. Um, there is a phrase here in verse seven that I think needs more explaining. Just because it's not something that we, it's not language that we use. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. I'm not sure exactly what a haunt of jackals is, but maybe a that's... savanna. Okay, okay. Jackals? Um, I'm sure glad I watched the National Geographic channel. <laughs> jackals, uh, typical, jack jackals live on arid grasslands. Okay. Um, you know, and hide in the tall grass and hunt anything they want to eat, um, sometimes including humans, using that grass for cover and being able to move very quickly over the hard packed dry land. So a jackal loses all of its advantages when that same land uh, turns into a swamp. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the imagery is, is kind of difficult to kind of, uh, put in our minds because like when you end it with like it'll become a swamp you're like ew you know what i mean <laughs> like that doesn't seem helpful at first at first at first and especially if you don't understand that uh, uh which i didn't uh that you might call the space where jackals hunt a haunt uh mm -hmm. which i understand yeah. Why now that you explain it, why you might call it that way? That's kind of haunting. So I could understand why you. Could... Well, and haunt doesn't have to have a negative connotation. Well, Halloween certainly gives it would it here. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be eaten by jackals. That's not a positive thing for You're me. Just so against death today. <laughs> it's kind of like I'm predisposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a haunt just means a hanging out place. Oh, okay. Yeah, and. So I don't think I've ever really thought of it that yeah, way. But you know, where the so so Starbucks is one of my regular haunts. Is a okay. valid phrase. Okay. So when you're talking about a haunting, you're really you know, it's really the the fault of us for assuming that means something negative. Like, no, the ghosts are just hanging out with you. <laughs> this is, we're just we're just I, we're just meeting. We're just meeting. I'm not going into that tangent. <laughs> But yeah, I just won't yeah, I, I, I take a spark. Um, uh, well, then let me let me let me uh, continue then on in that in, in that phrase. Oh, there's one other thing. Sure. sure so sure. again, we gotta get out of a Midwestern Indiana's mindset 
where there's always enough water. It's, mm-hmm. There's a swamp anywhere you want a swamp to be. And instead, think of a mindset of a land that is virtual, almost a desert, not quite, almost mm-hmm. a desert. And every bit of rainfall and moisture is very precious because it does produce life. Right. Okay. So that's why even a swamp is like, wow, cool. We right. have a swamp on our land. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Because even like that, even if it's like, you know, obviously you can't build anything in the swamp, you, you know, you're it not, feed you. you're probably not going for drinking water necessarily. Although maybe I guess if you live in the desert, maybe you would. Uh, but at the very yeah. least, the outskirts of the swamp would be very fertile and you yep. practically plant anything you wanted. Um, yeah, and that it says the grass shall become reeds and rushes. That's a sign of a healthy water habitat. Okay, okay. That there'll, there'll be fish and so frogs that, and stuff. That's helping with the, the, the imagery of the burning sand shall become a pool. Yeah. So so in the times where uh, the, uh, the main... Uh, uh, river in Egypt would flood. Yeah, the Nile. You would get the the, the Nile would create these swamp mm-hmm. offshoots, reeds and rushes, and that's an indication of like a very fertile growing season. Yeah. Precious land. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Though to be clear, this is not as deserty. Well, actually, at the time, it could be the same as Egypt because Egypt back then was much more wet than it is today. We now know gotcha. from archaeology. Um, but this this is talking about the area north, uh, um, sort of the northish side of um, current day Israel. Oh, okay, okay. So gotcha. not not far south like Sinai, um, mm-hmm. towards Egypt. It's more to the north, which closer to Turkey and yeah, yeah and yeah. Lebanon. Yeah, current day Lebanon, um, where even today, even today with the drier climate is part of the um, most fertile agricultural land in current day Israel. Hmm. Okay. Um, then the verse kind of takes a, it's not a hard turn, but it, 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 it's certainly not a hard turn, but it, it's a little bit of a change in pace because it talks about a highway shall be there. It shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools shall go astray. Uh, I feel I feel like there's actually a lot going on on these lines, and there it, it, is. It, it, yeah. it, we kind of it kind of glosses over, I think, because the language before it is so vivid, and the language after it it has such interesting implied danger of talking about lions and ravenous ravenous beasts. Um, so why why are we like we're talking about sand becoming fertile and providing life? And then there's going to be a highway there. Like, okay, but like, you know, pick a lane. Agricultural <laughs> or, or transportation. What are we going for here? Like, why the highway? They get everything. I got it. Okay. So yeah. there, there's room for um, the land to produce the food that will, that will nurture the people. And it will be easy to get there. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, one of the things to, again... 60 years or more had passed, so one of the doubts would be, can we even find our way home? Right, right. Uh, you know, our old leaders have died. We aren't sure if we can get there. So here it's um, reassuring that even the fools shall not go astray on this road. That, don't worry, you'll get there. You can't miss it. Stay on the highway. Mm-hmm. Don't take an exit. Oh, no exits. Don't worry. Just stay on the highway. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the unclean? The, the, the bit about the unclean. Well, in what are we? What, again, what, speaking as a Californian, this is no traffic jams. That because the unclean will not be hearing God's direction. Okay. Um, so it it you know, it's part of that. If you if you have to support on your journey a bootload of people, that slows you down. Mm-hmm. If you have well, it's supposed to be reminding us of um, the story of Exodus, um, and that that term <clears throat> unclean. Is let me make sure I got this right. 
Yeah. It could also, that could, could be translated as redeemed. Okay. So it's, it means that meaning everybody on the road has has the same purpose has the same purpose Got it. has the same accurate directions is not going to be grumbling like the I like that Israelites. translation better because the un, the unclean makes it sounds like it's almost like a capital U like we're oh yeah. you know which yeah. group of people we're talking about uh, and if that's not the intention um, um, yeah I agree with you yeah it's not a perfect translation. Um, well, we, we, we mentioned that a lot. Yes. And, and my versions aren't much better, uh, <laughs> if at all. Uh, a lot of times they're worse. Um, okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, uh, and I like that that last part of that verse. Uh, it speaks to me. Not even fools will go astray. Oh, yeah. so I, I'd be okay. <laughs> Good. Good to know. Um, uh yeah, so uh, this is this is uh, th this is great. Like I said before, this is a great sales pitch. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, that um, you know, returning home, and not only will it be you know uh, a, a a fertile land waiting for you, but it will be easy to get there, and it'll be safe. And um, once we return to Zion uh, with a with singing, everlasting joy uh, and gladness will be there, and the days of sorrow and sighing will be behind us on the road. Yeah. Um, Although that's fun language too. Shall flee away. Shall flee. The, there's something else about this unclean word. Oh, okay. That it doesn't necessarily refer to humans. Oh, okay. So it could also mean that the piggies aren't coming along. Gotcha. And so not slowing so, you down. So the highway's kosher. Got yeah, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about taking the time for ritual purification. Oh, um, okay. So even when you get there, you will have stayed ready to worship in the temple or where the temple was without... Huh. Any hesitation. So, so also a, a kind of a comment about about the level of expediency. Yeah. And uh, uh, not only will it be a highway, which implies uh, uh, it'll be quick, uh, but yeah, if, if you're not having to do those ritual washings and, mm -hmm. and purifications uh, for coming across uh, the unclean animals, mm, yeah, uh, then uh, you get there just you get there twice as fast. Yeah. Um, so okay. Interesting. Um, anything else about our Isaiah reading here? Well, it couples um, that unclean animals part couples with the other imagery about you don't have to worry about lions or any other ravenous <clears throat> beasts. Um, so there's quite a connection that in that. Okay. Um, only only helpful animals will be around you. And I apologize. I did make it sound like we were ready to move on, but I did have one more question cool. uh, that it pertains uh, to uh, the, the, um, the, the references to the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. Uh -huh. Do What do we know about that? Because obviously that is a reference not readily available for the modern reader as to like, oh, I got, I get you, writer. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the glory of Lebanon shall be given given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon are, the, are those just really pretty cities, or kinda okay. Um, also, pretty not just in terms of human made things, but also the plant life, um, climate. It's an ideal place to live. Okay, and yeah. again, in that northern area of present day Israel, where it's um, nice mountainous, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. worth hiking through. Don't have to hike a lot because it's not real steep mountains. Uh, and simple. And and mentioning these places lets the folks in captivity know that there will there will be nice communities available. Okay, it's it. This it, yeah. part of the sales pitch of yes, your plan development will be completed. By the time you arrive. Right, right, right. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. 
Well, very good. Well, let's move on to our psalm reading for the day. Psalm 146, verses 5 through 10. Happy are those who help, whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations, praise the Lord. Uh, first things first, as always, what, uh, what do we know about Psalm 146? It's part of the collection of final psalms, as in ending the book of Psalms, that are, a, I was going to say greatest hits, that's too presumptuous, but they're all positive songs, um, songs of praise, and it's, it's almost like a worship leader could tell everyone, okay, turn to the last pages of your hymnal, and you know, we'll, we'll do 146, 147, 148, 40, 149, 150, and we'll be out of here. Got it. And people are like, oh, those are the best. Yay. <laughs> I'll go home humming those. I feel like, because I was going to ask, and I was looking here on the side, uh, um, like a, how, how big uh, Psalm 146 is. It's not very big. We no. read the end of it, uh, and uh, we read 5 through 10. So it's only a 10-verse psalm. And in looking back... I feel like we had this one recently. Well, um, I was trying to remember. Yes. I was trying to remember. Um, what? Because it talks about not trusting the princes uh, uh, of, of the earth. And, and, you know, when, when he dies, uh, his, you know, yeah. his breath returns. And like, it seems well, it's very, very similar to. It's somewhat similar to last week's Psalm seventy-two. Um, Is that last Song week? of the King? Okay, is what we focused on, and then Psalm one twenty-two. We had the week before that first Advent, which was I was glad when they said to me, "Let us go to the house of the Lord," the pilgrimage priestly song, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I haven't clicked into Christ the King or anything like that the prior weeks. I'll leave that to others who <laughs> may care to pursue it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look here, uh, see if I can't find out real quick. Okay. Uh, if uh, year A, or year B. Wait, wait, if year C year... ended with any of these? E yeah. Lit yeah, year, if year C ended uh, with, with that psalm. Uh, I don't know. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost, apparently, is the full... What's the date of that? Uh, well, <laughs> the the uh, uh, the website has updated, so oh, it will occur <laughs> September twenty eighth, twenty twenty five. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's been a couple months, probably. Yeah, it's been a couple months. So, uh, but uh, so you have a very good memory. Hey, and mine know. was just kind. Of, eh, it sounds for me, but after a while, they all sounded same, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't true. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so we we. We carve out that that language uh, th this week uh, to talk about um, um, more of the earth. The, I would say the earthly half of this psalm. The 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 second half is very focused on God and uh, uh, God's uh, good deeds and and promises and and yeah. accolades uh, and, and everything. And uh, we, we cut out the the part of like, which if you think about it is isn't super necessary if you're faithful. Like yeah, don't trust you know in the princes or yourself. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, if you're if you're a king or you're a prince, don't trust in yourself. You know you don't yeah. have this. <laughs> yeah, and the I think the good news in terms of this psalm is there's really only one negative or two negative verses. Three and four, mm -hmm. um, just in terms of not slamming the whole thing, and part of it is trying to communicate 
that you get to sing the hallelujahs if you trust in God. Mm -hmm. And since most people would want to get to have an uplifting experience, then trust, then therefore want, you should trust in God. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause you do die. <laughs> and the very, when the more, when their breath departs, they return to the earth on that very day, their plans perish. Yes. Uh, yes. Which is the classic. Yeah. Can't take it with you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, well, at the risk of brevity, since you don't want to just do it again. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a, it, it's a beautiful praise section of the yeah. song. Uh, and, uh, um, the, the invitation, um, I, I suppose the only, the only concern that I would have over the way that it's done, uh, is, uh, by acknowledging that, um, God or God does all this. Uh, the only thing that I would point out is like, that doesn't mean that you don't have to, <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, he executes justice for the oppressed and gives, uh, food for the to the hungry and like uh, yeah and I, well yeah you, you know don't forget the first part of this though like yeah. happy are those whose help uh, you know it, it's it, it's us uh, yeah. who does we do this in conjunction with uh, yeah we're partners God. with God on this. the Lord watches over the strangers we should too we yeah. should too um, uh, uh, upholds the orphan and the widow uh, same same um, but uh, uh, <laughs> ditto. It is it is interesting though that there, there there could be that that inclination of being like yeah God's got it yeah and that'd be bad right 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 um then if if you're all right I would move on to the gospel sure um, the gospel reading this week is Matthew eleven verses two through eleven. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal places. And then did you go out to and then did you go out to see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Um, so we're further on down the road in the book of Matthew, uh, as indicated here in the first verse, John is in prison. Right. <clears throat> um, uh, and that is after uh, the, the request of bringing the head of John the Baptist, if we're mixing our gospels. If you're mixing your gospels together. Yeah. Um, uh, one would no, he has, he's still alive yes. at this point, but yeah, he's been arrested. Gotcha. Um, um, so it is interesting. Um, again, if mixing the gospels, I wonder if John the Baptist knew his fate, uh, when he sent, um, uh, people to Jesus or, or not. Almost certainly. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the, the Romans didn't in, imprison people just to be hospitable. Right, right, right. So being imprisoned by the puppet of the Romans was almost always a death sentence or mm. at least a really, really bad rest of your life sentence. Right. You know, being crippled in some way. So it's that colors, I think, for me, then what is said here, because essentially what Jesus is saying Go tell John not to worry uh, that what he was preaching and preparing the way for is here. Yes. And uh, because that would be, I think, a concern for John the Baptist. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to leave this this earth 
feeling as though there was still work to be done. Right. And that, you know, while I was prepared, quote unquote, preparing the way I wasn't there for the handoff for the transition to know, you well, know, because otherwise you'd be worrying of like, okay, in whose hands do I need to leave this message then? Who carries this on yeah. after I'm gone? And it's it's good that you describe in that way because one of the great questions, well, no, one of the questions that's out there, it's not a great question, but it's a persistent question, that's a better word, is why did John send the messages messengers have these questions when he was a witness and participant in Jesus's baptism and there was the you know voice from heaven saying this is my son yeah that's a good question yeah and we don't know um it could be that he was discouraged by this point since he was facing death mm -hmm. it and it could be that he really did think as others as we've talked about expected the messiah to be more of a militant than jesus was sure um or it may be just he wanted the reassurance that, maybe yeah that that thing that happened a year ago really did matter right oh i could also imagine a, a, another scenario i mean uh, the the message is not heard just by him uh, uh so potentially maybe maybe mm -hmm. some of his disciples weren't there when he baptized jesus none of them were none of them had been called yet uh, uh, well None of because it's John the Baptist's disciples that are going, right? When I mean, John heard in prison what the Messiah I thought was you doing, meant Jesus's disciples. No, I I mean John the Baptist's yeah, disciples. That's so. Um, that's right. They may have missed that encounter they, with Jesus. Yeah. So maybe John was uh, uh, reassured in prison, but he needed his yeah. you know spiritual lieutenant or commander yeah. to hear directly. Well, and to and, meet Jesus. And to meet Jesus and to bring back that that word of yeah. life. Okay, I met him. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We, 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 it's happening. Uh, <laughs> um, so um, I, I'm struck by that. Um, uh, and it kind of implies uh, here in seven as though maybe the crowd overheard this conversation uh, because it, there's kind of a oh, shift. Yeah. There's a shift here. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or maybe they recognize, like, oh, isn't that John the Baptist's, you know, guy? That, that you know, I've, I've seen him before. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and certainly that was of interest to Matthew. And also the same story occurs almost word for word in Luke. Mm -hmm. um, it was certainly... They were certainly interested in transmitting that message that right. John the Baptist recognized the specialness of Jesus and sought the answer of, is this the Messiah? And as so often happens in the Gospels, the, the question of so many readers is put in the mouth of a very prominent figure. Right, right. Whether it's John the Baptist or Pontius Pilate or whoever. Um and so in that way, John the Baptist continues to serve that purpose of forerunner. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I do like the level of snark that starts uh, yeah. uh, here. Uh, or at least that's how I'm interpreting it. Uh, uh, turning to the crowd, he says, uh, what did you go out into the wilderness yeah. to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, nothing worse than a rhetorical question. Right, 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 right. And then the uh, the, the next one is, uh, uh, in a way, almost playful, uh, yeah. considering the, at least the way that Matthew describes and takes effort to describe right, John. John Baptist. Uh, yeah. uh, like, uh, I can imagine uh, some chuckles after this one. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Oh, where did you, where oh did I'm you? sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes, perhaps? <laughs> All right, now we're with you, Jesus. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, funny. no, he was, he was, no, yeah, he was weird. He had <laughs> camel hair and honey in his beard and <laughs> crunched locusts stuck in his teeth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The legs tickle. <laughs> right. Um uh, uh, and then, of course, the, the third question, uh, keeping in the theme of asking yeah. a question three times. Uh, 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 then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. 
uh, I tell you, and more than that, uh, um, um, which is in, in an interesting thing for him to say. Why does he say, and more than a prophet? Um, because he follows it up with, this is the one about whom it is written, see, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, uh, who will prepare your way before you. Well, that kind of sounds like a prophet. So, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> we, as Christians, think of prophets particularly before the birth of Jesus, as only people prophesizing about Jesus. Uh -huh. And part of the, the, some of the more entertaining passages, like in the Elijah, Elijah stories, are the, the prophet, prophet contests, mm -hmm. where all sorts of people said they were prophets, and a lot of what they said was completely irrelevant to real life. But no one said, oh, you're not a prophet. Just you're bad at it. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and so this is part of, part of what Jesus is referring to. Because the folks listening to him were saying, yeah, you know, we had three prophets come through town last week. Mm. Two were pretty interesting. One was a complete dud. So, <laughs> so gotcha. Jesus is saying this is John the Baptist was so much more than a run-of-the-mill prophet. Mm -hmm. And he's the transitional figure to the Christ. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and because John the Baptist is executed before Jesus' death and resurrection, technically he never becomes a follower of Christ. Mm. And so part of what Matthew is doing is giving john the baptist a certain status that's that's higher than all those prophets but is not giving him the same status as an apostle or a disciple gotcha so he's towing helping tow that line yeah got it got it got it got it uh what about this last verse uh because um depending on your m mindset or what you're thinking about when you're reading it uh can kind of be a disheartening statement. Uh, truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen uh, uh, greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So I can only imagine being in the crowd going uh, you know, like, oh yeah, John's the greatest, but in the kingdom, he's like, you know, last. <laughs> right. Okay, what does that make me? Where where do I see myself yes. in this picture, Jesus? You know, like I have a little bit of a hard time uh, figuring out. Like, uh, what do you, what what are you what are you trying to what are you trying to say? <laughs> You're gonna have to be even better than John the Baptist if you want to be in the kingdom of heaven. Is kind of like, <clears throat> at least in through this interpret version of the uh, of of the scripture, this interpretation of it could kind of be. Your what you get out of it, like you're gonna have to be better than John the Baptist, as great as he is, or as great as he was. Yeah, and I'm looking at um, a passage that follows this in the Luke narrative. Um, that that Jesus goes on to talk about the baptism of john uh -huh. um basically saying yeah it was good but it's not enough mm. because the baptism of john was the expression of repenting of one's sins whereas the baptism of jesus and jesus never baptized anyone so this would be the the eternal jesus is one that actually causes the forgiveness of sins. Okay. Okay. So John the Baptist expresses it. Jesus gets to actually cause it. Much more powerful. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, well, no one greater than, uh, he, but he who's least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist goes into, is referring to that struggle that will come later after Jesus's resurrection when followers of John the Baptist and followers of Jesus begin to 
overlap. I mean, mm-hmm. begin to basically join each other's communities and friendships and things like that. And the John the Baptist folks are saying, well, you know, we've been out in the desert for years. And you guys were living it up in the villages and right. towns till Jesus came along. So I I think we're kind of better. <laughs> Though actually would be more. So we are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also... The Dead Sea Scrolls, which are have only a few decades since they were discovered, they are the library of a monastic community in um, Israel. Mm-hmm. And not surprisingly, lots of Isaiah work, stuff like that. But the all, all sorts of scrolls on how we live and what we give up and things like that, that predate Jesus by just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so one of the neat things that we've been able to learn from the Dead Sea Scrolls is how John the Baptist's community would have seen a holy life to look like. Uh, okay. And it did not include living it up in the cities. Gotcha. It meant going to the desert and studying and praying and um, working a bit and that sort of thing. And so there would have been, as we see today, huge competition over who's holier than thou. And that's part of what Jesus is trying to Got address it. here and certainly what Matthew and Luke want to address here. Got it. Um, why the phrase, among those born of women? It's... Like even Jesus was born born of born of uh, a woman, right? So, who, who who's on the outside looking in uh, uh, in in this uh, in this analogy? God is is like uh, that's a good question um, because in a way that would go back to what we just talked about, which was like uh, you know that means you know the only person who's better than John the Baptist would be God. <laughs> yeah. John the Baptist and God and everybody else <laughs> ain't there well part of it is Matthew re- Matthew really downplays Jesus' birth uh-huh. so unlike Luke where Mary is central to the story in Matthew it's Joseph Gotcha. So it may have been, but when this was, when John the Baptist and Jesus were talking through intermediaries, when this story was being told, the tellers of it after Jesus had resurrected may have had some distinct hesitations about whether Jesus was born of a woman. Okay. Okay. That's that's interesting. It may reflect an ambiguity there. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Uh. So then, so then, the only other person there would be Jesus himself, if that were the case, right? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Anything else about this section of Matthew? Layer upon layer. Um. Okay. Give me a layer. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I called you on it. <laughs> well, it's trying to decide which one. Um, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face who shall prepare thy way before thee. Um, it's quoting Isaiah. Okay. Um, in Luke, Jesus goes in a way more detail about um, who John the Baptist wasn't mm. um, in terms of the fine clothing and um, living in luxury in king's courts and things like that. Um, so that's an editorial decision. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's spiritually significant. Um, and <clears throat> I guess it, it came right as this, right after this, yeah, right after this um, passage, um, this great, I think, great um, image Jesus gives 
To what shall I compare this generation is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We piped to you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. Huh. Huh. And Jesus goes on to say, there was John the Baptist and this is how you treated him. He didn't, he literally didn't dance to your tune. And so you didn't do anything to protect him when he was arrested. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting, yeah. Interesting perspective then. But it often falls between the cracks of the lectionary readings like it is. This yeah. Year. Yeah. 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 Gotta get to Christmas. That's right. <laughs> John the Baptist. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, 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 this week, uh, the, the, the messenger sent ahead uh, is the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Preparing the way um, before you. <laughs> can't wait to get those locusts for dinner. Mm, 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 mm. Well, uh, with that, I think we'll call a close this, your podcast for December 11th, 2022, the third Sunday of Advent. We look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday. Uh, the 11th uh, uh, in the morning in person uh, any way that you see fit 8 and 10 o'clock in person 9 o'clock uh, educational hour in between yep. and then of course as always our 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on our YouTube channel HFEC videos all together uh, um, uh, and you can watch that at any point in time broadcast live and available thereafter so uh, and until next week I'm Ben and I'm Bruce and we will talk to you later Bye-bye. See ya.